The Lower Herbert Water Quality Program aims to improve the quality of water flowing from the Herbert River catchment to the Great Barrier Reef Lagoon, while improving productivity and profitability of the Herbert sugar industry at the same time. A total of $16.2 million has been allocated to the program under the Reef Trust Partnership, a partnership between the Australian Government and the Great Barrier Reef Foundation. Approximately $13.5 million is currently allocated to six on-ground projects, which are being delivered by various delivery partners in the Herbert River catchment. In this Meet the Growers podcast series, you'll hear from growers in the Herbert region, their involvement in the Lower Herbert Water Quality Program, and how they manage practice changes on their farm for a more sustainable and profitable future. I'm Chris Bosworth, I'm a fourth generation cane farmer. I farm in the Herbert River District and I'm very close to Victoria Mill on the banks of Palm Creek. I've been cane farming all my life. It's been in the family since 1990 and I see it has been a great life for me and a great business to run. I treat my farm as a business. I don't do it just for lifestyle. It is a good lifestyle, but I try to maximise my productivity. I'm currently chairman of Cane Growers Herbert River and I've been a board member for the last 12 or 13 years. Thanks for your time, Chris. So can you tell me what the most rewarding thing of being a cane grower is or the industry itself? Oh, it's a very good lifestyle, so long as you don't get lost in the part that it is as a business. And that leads to having a good lifestyle. You're your own boss, and it's been very good for myself and my family to the life we've led up today. No doubt along the way though, Chris, there's been challenges you've faced or are facing. Can you talk us through some of those? Challenges, we always have um, interesting dealings with the mill, but at the end of the day, we don't survive without them and they don't survive without us. You find some common ground there and you can move forward. The most challenging thing at the moment probably will be labour shortage. Labour shortages led to a reduction in the number of people that available to harvest, especially in the harvest sector, and people have dropped out of groups. So we're down from many years ago to having probably in excess of 100 to this year just about 50 harvesting groups. That's had a big impact on how many hours our field sector have to work, and that's a challenging issue going forward. It's an Australia-wide industry in primary production, but very pertinent here. What do you think needs to happen to turn that around, Chris? I think we need to keep continue to get a reasonable price for our product. At the moment, sugar is at a record high price. It never seen this price before. But hopefully, the prices will retract as they always do, but hopefully they don't retract anywhere near what they have done in the past so that we can continue to pay our contractors what they need to stay in business. We and the mill are joined at the hip, so are the growers and their harvesting contractors and the billet cane planters are all joined in this together and we all need to make money, otherwise we all lose out. Let's talk about the Lower Herbert Water Quality Program. What made you become involved in it and how did you hear about it? Well, going back when the GBRF put out a tender. Myself and the current chairman, then Michael Pisano, were instrumental in forming a task group that ended up putting in a bid and we were very successful. We got across the line, so we had 
talk with SRA, Tropwater, HCPSL, and we've ended up having a successful bid. So I was involved in those negotiations from the start. So I knew about it because of my position as a director of cane growers. How do you think the program helps with farming practices? There's a number of facets to the program and um, there are a number of different players that do their part. Cane growers have put in and run a grants process where eligible equipment is funded and the growers put in 50% contribution. That's been a very good program and we've had very good uptake. The other partners have uh, done their bit too. They've tried to work with growers to understand how the six easy steps work, develop a nutrient management plan with them, and that all leads into them using the correct amount of fertiliser at the right time. It's all science-based, and those other partners have done well. Crop Water has doing monitoring the water around the district in a number of different places and that shows the growers when there's a spike in nitrogen and they can work back and see maybe could they have done something differently to avoid that spike and without that knowledge you're in the dark. So I think there's a lot of data being collected for the benefit of growers. So we're not bearing a head in the sand, we are actually being proactive and trying to reduce our footprint so that we can continue to use our social licence to operate. Chris, what would, in your opinion, be the most beneficial next investment for our region if there was other funding made available? Well, it would be more or less a continuation on what we currently do because we don't get to every grower in the district. It would be good if we could get more growers involved in programs, but I would see the next phase myself as a more whole of farm system where you don't only talk about a nutrient management plan, you talk weed management plan, timing, clean seed, do pachymetric tests to know what your pachy levels are, test your farm for RSD. To me, it's a whole farming suite of things that you need to do so that you can spend your money, target where you spend your money more wisely to get the best value for your dollars. So really an extension of what we're currently doing, but uh, looking in, you know, at other areas that um, you know, would be worthwhile as well. Correct. I, I see it as learning all the basics of farmers because we've got some new entrants to farming and they need to understand that the greatest thing in farming is timing. Not only timing, you've got to know what to do at the right time. So I think we could all do with a bit of a refresher course in some of those areas. Now, as a grower yourself, Chris, do you have any advice for others in the industry? And if so, what would be the best wisdom that you can share about farming and the industry? Well, farming's been a very good life for me. I've done fairly well. The only reason I believe I've done well is I've kept up to date with the latest technology and I've always tried to improve what I do on the farm. I think this is where technology can help. If you've got poorer parts of your farm, you try to address the issues that causes that problem. And I think running it as a business gives you those skills to know where to look. So I think it's just a matter of keeping an open mind on things so that you can better understand your business 
and maximise the returns that you do. So you've got your farm and also you're the um, chairman of the board for Cane Growers Herbert River. So how do you find juggling, you know, multiple commitments? Well, I can do work on weekends if I know I have meetings coming up during the week. I work around them. Generally, you know where most of the meetings are. You do have the exceptions, of course, and I just work around them. So I make sure that I've got the critical jobs done before a meeting and it hasn't been an issue today. If it was, I would probably have to rethink because the last thing I need is to lose productivity because I've taken my eye off the ball. So I try to keep my farm as good as it is, whether I was a cane grower's member or not. Chris Bosworth, thanks for your time on Meet the Growers. Thank you very much. Listen to more podcasts like this one at herbertrivercanegrowers.com.au and learn about other topics of interest to Herbert Growers.